0: This is the Sea to Sky podcast editorial.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Sea to Sky podcast. My name is Marcus. It's time for another edition of Get Mode. Get Mode. Get Mode. We're getting Mode with Mo Tank. Thank you for joining me once again, Mo. It's been a bit. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on. Uh, we've been all busy with life and such, and uh, we've had an election. Uh, I don't think we've talked since the, the till prior to the election, haven't we?
0: No, we haven't, Marcus. And um, yeah, the election. The election rolls by, and then everybody gets the usual election hangover. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, trying to find. Everybody's had enough election talk and enough uh, promises thrown at them, and, uh, and you know it's a it's a lot of hard work for people to be put themselves out there. It's breakneck speed for for at least a couple months, and then uh, the election happens. The results come in, and then we let the dust settle, right? Yeah, all the emotions set aside, and now you got to get to work.
1: Yeah, exactly. I had um, I had all counselors actually sit in my business happy mess. We I had them all sit down, and we had a nice little chat, and and had a little back and forth, and and just sort of lighten the mood a little bit. I think you're right, the nerves are over. I think they're all eagerly waiting to get to work and get things done. And and so what promises stuck out most for you that you think they need to be working on now? You end up with the usual
0: things. You end up with people running on the usual platforms, efficiencies, taxes, trails, whatever their their, their issues that they want to bring forward, where I think a lot of them end up sort of falling down and, and hopefully not this group is sort of being prepared on how they're gonna deliver on what they think that means to them and what that they think that means to their the people that voted for them and to everybody in the community. And I think preparation is a key component um, because most of what you do in a local government, land use decisions, land use planning, sure. You're going to have most of that done in-house and internally, although you do have, you know, referrals do go out to other agencies. And so how do you bridge the gaps? How do you build the relationships as quick as possible and as strong as possible with other levels of government? Squamish Nation, Ministry of Transportation, um, you know, it could be anybody, fisheries and the federal level. And um, that's, I think, the part where, at this point in time, and I remember when I was elected, that you wake up and you go, "Whoa, what have I got myself into?" Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you've got to just pull up your socks and just put your head down and start to figure this out and work with staff, consult with uh, former former counselors and former elected officials. Yeah, strong transition. Yeah, you you want to have that and you want to hit it running. You know, already when councils are they're they they sign in, you're into the you know usual festive season or Christmas season, whatever you're religion is and um, so there's quite a gap or can be a bit of a lull through that time so you want to get as much work done before the new year as you can because right away when january hits you're thrust into um, budget season as well as the traditional you know ramp up of tourism season building season in in squamish particularly come Mm -hmm. springtime so you want to be prepared for that
1: well, I mean, there's, there's an advantage then of having all municipal elections happen at the same time, like in October. Uh, and so you can have, and being sworn in at the beginning of November. So you have that extra few weeks before Christmas starts to sort of get in there. Because I remember elections were a lot later before. And so you had, you got elected, then you had a couple of weeks, then Christmas hit. And now you at least have some time to get some momentum in there.
0: Yeah, I think you do. But I think that, like I said, I touched on earlier, the critical part is now is you've got to be putting in. A lot of hours. You're pretty much gonna be working every single day, and uh, I don't know how you could possibly not be working every single day as a city councilor in Squamish right now, because there's a lot to know. There's a lot that's happened. There's a lot of day to day that's going on that your people are gonna phone you, email you, and ask questions about. You may not not be a hundred percent up to speed because, like I said, in the election cycle, and elections are totally different. Campaigning is totally different mm-hmm. than being a politician. Yeah, the campaign is big picture stuff, fluffy things and (laughs) ideals get in the way and and, uh, that's that. But when it actually comes to the job, technically you're going to have your neighbors or somebody from some organization or some group wanting the specific answers to questions. And sure, you point them to staff, but at the end of the day, they think and feel it's your responsibility to know that just day-to-day stuff and really suck up a lot of your time and then wrapping your head around a lot of the policy stuff that exists. And some of them will know it from, from being around and hanging around City Hall and, and going through some of the process. But, you know, it's uh, there's so much
1: to know and learn. How'd you do an election? You're S L R D though. Yeah. So we Sorry.
0: are so I live in the S L R D and so we didn't have an election. I always say to people, We're so organized in Britannia we don't need elections. <laughs> we just find the right person for the job and save the taxpayers but the, the money. The, the
1: people who went and the people who got in, is that is that sort of where you want it to be? Is that where your choices lay, or do you wanna do you wanna confirm or deny your choices <laughs> right here? Do you wanna divulge?
0: Yeah, I know um I, th- I thought in the mayor's race, I, I definitely was, was behind uh, Jeff Cook. thought he was the best fit for the job. I was okay with a mayor that didn't have experience. But as you can see, the way the vote worked out, it's Karen and good for her. She's uh, well qualified to do the job. In the council, and I actually got all six of them right. I thought the six that got elected were the six that likely deserved to be elected. I thought they seemed to be the most knowledgeable on the issues. They seemed to have the right approach and the right connect with the people. So, and I thought, you know, I knew Sasha would be close and possibly, in, but uh, as we can see, it was that close. And um, just yeah. a couple of votes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm with you. I guess we're both on the same wavelength in terms of politicians, because I was also six for six, which is nice, but now it's like, what kind of work do you want them to be doing right now? What's, what's, what do you think should be the prime focus of this new council?
0: The last council did so much big, broad policy work. And so now how do you see that implementing? Some would argue just get the staff to do it. They do it. That's their job. But at the end of the day, this council will live with the results of the big policy stuff that the last council did. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to have to navigate that water. This council will also have to continue to build on some of the um, relationships that perhaps aren't as strong as they need to be in this quarter. I mean, we're growing at breakneck speed here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of moving parts. And there's a lot of big issues. Let's face it, highways at capacity. We're ready for transit of some sort. We have to have it. You, you, you got to have options. Squamish Nation, still no ratified yeah. agreements with and, Squamish and Nation. I,
1: it was actually, I was trying to allude to that because uh, right now, I think regional transit plan has been now delayed until 2020, they're saying, because the uh, memorandum of agreement wasn't signed by the Squamish Nation. Is there a disconnect? Or like what is the relationship between like the Squamish uh, Nation and, and Council today and sort of in terms of developing any sort of plan? Well, I think,
0: I don't want to call it a disconnect. I think what you have is you've got Squamish Nation, and they're technically their own nation. They're their own government, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the municipality Squamish, and then you have the province, and then you have all the outliers, right? Um, oh, you have the, SRD, the SLRD. SLRD, you, you got Vancouver, you got Lions Bay in between and Whistler. And so I think one of the things that I noticed and recognized is that there are two totally different ways of governing. The local government way in Squamish is very, um, very much process-oriented. It's very, um, say, it's like very cut-out. Where the Squamish nation governance, and from what I understand, and I'm not an expert at it, got a lot of traditions. It's got a lot of cultural aspects to it. And so that for them is a completely different process than what our government, local government here, operates in. And so I think one of the things you have is it takes a significant amount of effort and time to just build relationships. In the Squ- with the Squamish Nation, and then how do you execute on those ideas with them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying the last council didn't, but for the amount of things that they, that sort of colonialist government in Squamish had going on, I just can't foresee that they had time or put the time and effort in. I know Mayor Heinzman was really good about meeting with them regularly, but that's just one meeting a month, or maybe it's two meetings a month, right? You really need to pretty much have somebody full-time on top of this relationship Mm -hmm. and working through these things, right? And a lot of the process you have in local government, you know, the Squamish Nation will get what they call a referral. And sometimes they'll respond and sometimes they won't. But that's not really a relationship. It's sort of handing somebody an idea or a document and saying, hey, or a plan and saying, hey, look at what we're doing over here. Right. Basically, within your unceded
1: territory, what do you think about it,
0: right? It's kind of a little bit of a strange way of,
1: and you got to think too, like they're not just dealing with Squamish, right? Or you know, the Squamish is not just dealing with the municipality. I mean, they're getting they have to deal with Garibaldi, Squamish. They're dealing with LNG. Anytime uh, Whistler, the municipality of Whistler wants to do something, they're getting referrals from them. Their territory is pretty widespread, so I mean, they're getting paperwork after paperwork after paperwork from everyone, essentially.
0: Yeah, my guess is that their office is inundated. I mean, they're you're talking they got Vancouver. You know, they've been all out in Sawasin and I mean, some Spawnish Nation members, you know, California, all the way up the coast, right? So, that's a very broad area with a broad range of issues. At the same time, their process is completely different. Like I said, it's more mm. cultural based. And they want to so, do their
1: own stuff too, their own business development, yeah, their own, own housing developments And They want to do a lot of other things, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Like I said, you just need to put a lot of resources towards it. And anytime you have a major change or a major addition, to the court or to Squamish, Squamish nation need be consulted. Mm -hmm. And that takes a lot of resources and a lot of effort. And so with the transit thing, I'm not totally surprised. I don't
1: know where it's hung up. It's hung up on on where the the money's going to be allocated to Put uh, the program together because they weren't sure who's going to get paid to do what in terms of development of the policy and development of the system. Right. They weren't quite sure what's happening where. Yeah,
0: and probably, and it could be that the uh, the whole thing was just a little bit loose. Right, it didn't have its uh, T's crossed and I's dotted, and so for sure, if I'm if I'm them. For sure, I don't sign. Why would you sign something you
1: don't understand or you don't you know the? No, uh, very- yeah, I'm not. I'm not faulting them. I, it's just because we're we're talking about how desperate we need transit, right? And and I'm sure the residents in Mount Curry and in certain other areas would love to have some transit so they can go to work and they can move in and out and and sort of fill that gap. Uh, where Greyhound sort of left us in the lurch with because uh, right now we have like a patchwork of buses that run whenever they feel like running and catering more to tourists instead of locals. And so there is a benefit for everyone, but I'm not faulting them for making sure their interests are taken care of, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. And I, and I would never fault them. But I, like I said, if it's a big, if it's a, even the smaller items, but if it's a big ticket item or a big policy shift that impacts them, then they're going to take their time right, to assess that and to make sure that their needs are taken care of. And also the impacts. Let's face it. I was sat on future transit planning in the corridor. And the number one identified route out of the North Shore was to Squamish. And the majority of what I heard, and I remember Eric Anderson was down there, a few of other, other people from Squamish, but I just remember Eric. So I like to talk to Eric at these meetings and get his thoughts. And this identified route out of the North Shore to Squamish was primarily for Vancouver people to come up here, right. to recreate, either day trip or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that has a big impact. So already, we're bursting at the seams in our parks, in our lakes, and everything, every other aspect of outdoor rec we have here. And now we're going to add transit. We're going to ask... Vancouver. Well, transit's
1: supposed to alleviate some of the traffic. Well, Is I'm not talking the- about the traffic. Mm. I'm
0: talking about the number of people. Oh, okay. So we're at capacity at Shannon Falls. We're at capacity at the Chief. I hiked the Chief on uh, Sunday morning for Remembrance Day. That's where I spent my Remembrance Day. It was quite nice up there. I thought I was go up there and be nice, peaceful, quiet spot. No, hundreds of people hundreds of people in the middle of november sure it was a nice day mm-hmm. long weekend i get it but there was a lot of people so you add transit to the corridor and as much as it alleviates the pressure off of us and gives us options for commuters for our children for anybody with medical points in the city whatever at the same time there's a flow back and so with that comes impact so if i'm squamish nation is that's what we're talking about that impacts me how does that impact me how does it impact my nation Mm -hmm. How does it impact my people? And as an elected official, Squamish Nation or Squamish Whistler, you need to take that into consideration. So as much as we want modern conveniences, those modern conveniences have an impact on us. Oftentimes, we think, oh, this will be such a relief. This will be so positive and so awesome. For sure, great, awesome. I want transit too, Marcus. I don't want to drive every day to Vancouver, especially if I got meetings in Vancouver. I'd rather just rip around on the SkyTrain, take the bus up and down, work on my laptop. At the end of the day, though, all those people or all those seats can be filled coming back this way and not just for commuters. And so that has an impact. And so there's lots to work through and think about. And and like I said, you go back to them, the cultural side of Squamish Nation and First Nations and and the importance of the earth and their surroundings. You know, it's more than just glancing over a document and and then making a decision within a week or two weeks or a month, especially if it comes to things in funding, like you said, or how does it impact the region physically how does it impact their their population or, or their members? All those things need to be considered. And I don't think those are decisions that can just be made a snap of a finger. Nice for someone to write up a plan for somebody else to accept, but the reality is it needs to be vetted through that process.
1: Intergovernmental agreements, though, there was never really one ratified between the two. Is there a big importance on that or is there sort of an understanding? I mean, when you were on the SLRD, did you guys have a, a ratified agreement or you just sort of had, this is how it goes, this is what we're going to do, a sort of... Uh, unofficial agreement how things run
0: um no we didn't have an agreement but we did make an effort to work with first nations however it was nearly impossible mostly because scheduling and the amount of work like i said earlier we have to do as local and i hate using the word but i'll use it: colonialist government officials and then the amount of work it takes to just build those rather relationships there's no time right you're dealing with a rezoning a week or whatever it is that you're dealing with in Scotland. your own transit system within the town, your trails, your, you know, your sewers, your waters. And yeah, sure, the staff is dealing with it. But like I said, you know, a certain percentage of your calls and your emails will be that voter, that constituent going, right. what the heck's going on over here? Brandon Park this or, you know, snow didn't get plowed over there that. And as a politician, your all your information. I still get calls and emails. My information's still on the internet somewhere, right? <laughs> so they'll find you. And how much of your time does that take? Good luck going to the grocery store or anywhere, right? Because you're just inundated with this. And that, uh, like, social media, right? We heard about this a lot this election. Like, people just beating on you in social media. That was
1: that was actually a, a topic I had with all the counselors. I sat down. I was like, so social media. Like, what do you think about this now? And like, and we talked about uh, communication via. Social media and how how it should be positive and how we avoid that us versus them mentality.
0: But so you get through all that when you wake up in the morning and then you're whatever, you've got to go to your committee meetings or you've got to go to...
1: Or your regular job. Committee the whole, well, ah, forget about that. <laughs> you, should have signed, you should have known you're signing up for full-time, for part-time wage, right? Um,
0: and, then you, and then what oftentimes is left is the other relationships, whether it be the Squamish Nation or uh, Lilwat Nation or um, any of uh, these other um, levels of government. And so how much time and effort do you have to put towards us? How much budget do you have to put towards this? I don't know the answer because the answers are, can be changed year to year. However, it just gives you a pretty good, clear indication of right what you need to do every day versus, you know, and what should you be prioritizing? Should it be a relationship with Squamish Nation? I think for me as a city councilor, and if I was a city councilor in Squamish, that's my number one priority. Number one priority is that, and getting a long-term servicing agreement with those folks. They deserve it. Whether or not they're going to be able to pay the whole amount themselves or the cost themselves, I don't know that answer. What do you mean by cost, sorry? Well, you have costs, right? So sewer, water, fire, and then the level of service, right? So there's, you know, there's different levels of service available, You know, even if you go to the aquatic center, right? Because we don't tax the reserve lands, right, municipal tax, like who pays for what? This is... This is what we got on with this yeah, transit, with thing. The transit Who pays yeah. for what? How does this work, right? Technically, you're on unceded Squamish nation territory. You've built all these improvements. Houses, swimming pools, and schools. and What? And now you're going to ask them for money. I don't know. You know, what's the answer? I right. don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I can give an opinion. I don't know what the answer
1: is. But definitely those relations have to be made. I mean, there's such big plans. I mean we were talking about in the election about developing here, developing there. Uh, making deals with different groups about expanding here, expanding there, right? So it is about building those relationships and getting out of the gate pretty quickly. You were, you were sharing an anecdote with me before we turned on the microphones. You're in Britannia Beach, and you ran into Jack Crompton and, and two counselors, and they're already on their way to the city to meet up with the province to get going, to be the first in line to say, hey, look at us. Let's get this stuff done, right?
0: That's just the way my life sort of rolls, Marcus, and I get lucky sometimes, and I was lucky sitting in the coffee shop Tuesday morning, and those three cats Rolled in and and I asked them what they're up to, of course, because I am not a shy person and uh, I, <laughs> I want to know uh, them too. You've I, and with I them. want to know what they're doing, right? Yeah, you've worked with them, and yeah, you got to be quick out of the gate on this. Both in with Squamish Nation, man, I, I would be, I would be you know, whether as an individual counselor and whether the mayor liked it or not, I'd, I wouldn't be listening to what the mayor tells me to do. That's just not who I am. <laughs> um, I'd be getting out there and and getting a hold of Josh, Diana, Joyce, and uh, and especially the ones that were elected up here, and getting those meetings in, like yesterday like priority and then also the province and like where are we at with this where are we out like if you wait for something to happen it's not going to happen i had a little bit of success with the province i had a fairly solid relationship with Squamish Nation and I feel I still do. Like I feel like like I never feel out of place you know on their land and talking to their government or their elected officials or their staff. I'm very comfortable with that. Now I know some of the elected members in the band and, and quite often I will message them and ask go for coffee or tea and just ask pointed questions. So I think that this council in Squamish really needs to like, whether it's a priority of the mayor or whether it's a priority of the staff.
1: Well, if they want that regional transit, then obviously, yeah, they need to start building that that relationship like right now. Because yeah. uh, it was one of the big promises I think was made by this council about transit, 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 transit. And then uh, in terms of development, right? And we're talking about Brennan Park. So that means province, right? So when they're broaching that relationship with the province, what should be the first things you think on their list when they go to the province?
0: Yeah, I think they need to get some certainty around the process with Garibaldi at Squamish. I think that's a critical thing. I don't think... Um, I got an issue when governments come out swinging yay or nay for pro- for uh, private development. Right. I, I, I'm not a big fan of that, but what I am a big fan of is understanding the process, understanding the what are the achievements. What are the measurables?
1: Right? I don't think none of these council members, though, were yay or nay versus gas. They all said, oh, you need some more information.
0: However, what does more information mean? Right. So you got to pound the problem to say, look, where are you guys at with this fight? This is where we're at. This is our capacity. Where are you at? That simple really is and you got to do it yesterday because it can come around and bite you in the ass and you're caught off guard so i think that one is is a big one lng is a big one i know the lng is going to go if the market is there see this is the thing with private business if the market is there nobody's going to stop it because the system is designed
1: for a yes yeah it's how do you get to a yes and I think gas is actually a lot closer than people think. It potentially could be, Marcus. I don't know. Well, I mean, you got, you have a big group behind it. You have the Aquilini group behind it. They're nailing down all the certifications or all the uh, the points they had to make with the Squamish Nation. They're doing everything they need to do. They're, they're basically dotting their I's, crossing the T's, and taking off the check marks. You know, when, when I talked to Rod uh, when we did our thing about gas the other day, apart from the name change and trying to get more of a, of a better name to reflect the projects of gas, I, I wouldn't be surprised they're a lot closer than, than we think they are. Well, and once again,
0: you know, relationships, right? Yeah. Once again, you mentioned Squamish Nation. Where is Aqualina of Squamish Nation? They're never going to tell you where exactly they're at because it's a private business. Deal, exactly, right? yeah. However, you might want to be, if you're a city councilor or mayor of Squamish, go and ask that question. Where are you guys at? I mean, you got to be a little bit blunt, mm-hmm. a little bit brash a little bit bold because you want that information or any information you can get so that you can start and make plans as well, right? So I think for provincially that's a big one, the transit thing. But as much as the transit might be a big issue, how about see the Sky Highway at capacity already? It's
1: over capacity already. And they're dropping the speed limit.
0: Yeah, they're dropping the speed limit, although, you know, that's always one... I didn't mind the increased speed limits. It's it's all drive to the conditions. Well, our, our, See, the Sky Highways all drive to the conditions. Right. Um, well,
1: our esteemed MLA, Mr. Jordan Sturdy, made a, a post, a Facebook post, actually putting up data and saying speed actually isn't a factor in terms of accidents. It's just volume and more of it. Of course, since he's on the opposition, he's going to scream and cry that this is a money grab. And so I, He didn't say the words money grab, but you could say he's making that implication. And so you're right. You know, it's.
0: <laughs> well, and once, it, it like, we just changed it. People like certainty. I think most humans like certainty. Now they're changing it back. I don't see it, the speed, as being a major issue on Sea to Sky Highway. And when it is, it's usually somebody who it wouldn't really matter what highway or roadway they're on. They're going to go what? That speed or a or, or, right. or speed that's unsafe.
1: Well, we used to make fun when I used to be at Mountain FM, when we actually had the mountain patrol, and we used to actually be driving up and down the highway doing road reports. The first person ever in a ditch would be someone with a Washington blade.
0: Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, it could be. You guys would know better than me. But uh, that's another one. So, what are you yeah. going to do with Sea to Sky Highway? That's a provincial issue. It likely at some point needs some twinning work to happen down in the Britannia
1: area. That one traffic light in Britannia. And the overpass.
0: Yeah, everybody says a traffic light. It's totally untrue, Marcus. I've sat in my truck enough nights and counted the traffic. It's where the road narrows. And part of the problem, I don't want to get too much into it because we're sidetracking here, but people drive by Mirren. And the road narrows and they look at the beautiful lake on the other side and then they hammer their brakes and they almost hit the person in front of them. I've seen it time and time and time again. The light is total jargon. I don't think that's the issue. It's where the road narrows. And that was supposed to be twin I'm through glad there.
1: You're stepping up for Britannia. Nice work.
0: And um so that that but that overpass needs to occur. And then of course there's other sections that need, you know, upgrades, and then there's other sections that just are in a bit of disrepair because there's a lot of volume on Sea to Sky Highway. Right. So you want transit but how effective is transit on a highway that's already at capacity? Will it alleviate enough? Like I said earlier, will it alleviate enough single occupancy vehicles, which is, I think, the major concern? Or will it just mean more people coming up here on transit with more vehicles following because more people are being exposed to see the sky? Chicken and the egg. So And so how do you work through all these things? And the first thing you got to do is get everybody on top. Province, municipalities, maybe translate, But... Probably most
1: importantly, Squamish Nation. Well, yeah, they, and they did. And the memorandum wasn't signed in terms of uh, transit. So when you hit the province, you're basically saying, what's going on with the highway? What's going on with the gas? Those are your two big questions.
0: Yeah, and uh, then LNG. Like, where, like where is that at? And maybe, maybe there's not a lot of information they can give. Or there's not a lot of information that they
1: have. Are they usually forthcoming with information? No, no, no,
0: because their contracts with the private developers, their contract, those are con- Those are legal contracts. They're not for the public to always see. You're trying to negotiate. Like, yeah. you don't negotiate in the Vancouver well, Sun. Well, how
1: forthcoming usually is the province in terms of information? Is it based on the government that's in power or is it just there's a, there's a protocol where we leave the municipalities in the dark until the last minute?
0: No, that's I don't believe that's true. I think that once again it has to do with your relationship with your local elected MLA. I think that can play a role. I think if there's a lot of trust and a lot of um, understanding, more information can be shared. Um, but I think for the a lot of the times when I was dealing with the province and and um, kudos to Jordan, he was he was pretty damn good to work for uh, work with. Um, but the staff at the province tends to know a fair bit more information than an elected official because elected official's job is represent the constituents in Victoria, policy, you know, big, broad policy stuff, budget, stuff like this, right? And the staff are doing the Mm day-to-day. So for a local elected official, you may want to get a hold of somebody in Victoria at the staff level and start and dig. Mm -hmm. Do a little bit of dig. But once again, build the relationships, right? Make sure you're going in there not heavy-handed, not not a hot wire. And um, make sure you're... Whatever you're asking for, is pointed, and you've got a plan. You've got it laid out on how it's going to, what the plan is, how it's going to impact your area, and the and rough costing or some sort of costing. That's where I found I was why we were very successful in uh, getting a number of initiatives done in in the area I was representing. Um, But a lot of that to do with um, the CAO at at Pemberton. There, it's um, Linda. She was just fantastic, and uh, we were well first and what we needed to say and what we needed to get done we would go into the meetings and if you get a yes just stand up shake their hand and leave don't It's
1: ask. just a lot of crown land within the municipality to to work with apart from Brennan Park so if we want to develop here or there do we do we have to do a lot of negotiation within uh within municipality borders with the province
0: there's some there's a lot more in the outlying sort of peripheral of, of Squamish it
1: may be time for Squamish to look at some sort
0: of boundary expansion to take some more land in that is developable or usable. However, you've got to go to the Squamish Nation once again, right? You've got to go to whatever ministry that oversees that one. So that just doesn't happen overnight. That's a drawn-out process can take several years. So if that's your intent or you think that's an appropriate issue to bring up, then you're going to want to do it now so that by the time the next election rolls around, you might have started it.
1: Well, yeah, because gas means one of those things too where you have to expand the border. So if you're already going into an expansion sort of mode then see what else you can grab is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Here's the issue. I don't know that you're can go out and grab
1: well i mean you have to make the i'm just you this the word i'm using but i know you have to sort of arrange make arrangements and stuff to extend your to extend the boundaries obviously
0: and plan because you're responsible now for servicing that right Mm -hmm. so we expand our boundaries it's a beautiful lovely thing we get this land we can use it for x y or z and then we have to do all the fire calls out there and we have to, somebody wants to build there, so we have to make a deal to get the water, sewer, right, garbage, whatever it is. May, and maybe there is no deal to be had and that's the deal you make because there is no deal. It's a lot of planning.
1: And what about a federal level? Um, We had
0: some, not a lot. You know, your usual with the Fed is your waterways, right? Your, your oceans. There might have been a few other issues that we took up with them. Recently, I guess one of the issues is um, you know, the legalization of of cannabis right I haven't,
1: yeah, I haven't talked to you since then either it's that, not, it's that's been a, a f- long while
0: yeah that's a federal uh federal jurisdiction right so there is those those issues that come up and how do they impact you right mm-hmm. and then what is the policy of the federal government and what is the policy of the provincial government mm-hmm. and the plan and then what is the municipality going to do
1: but i think the municipality is mostly linked with the province i think primarily with the feds right
0: primarily but things like fisheries federal right so that's a big one and then of course a lot of first nations issues are federal so you know, once again, we're back at relationship with Squamish Nation. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, that's why I brought it up, I think, at the beginning is because I didn't really fully understand the scope until I saw this this agreement, this memorandum not signed. And then it dawned on I me, mean, like, they have large swaths of land how much work is actually being processed through there. And Patricia Heinzman actually, I brought up this topic with Patricia, and she talked about how, yeah, their office is inundated. I mean, they're dealing with everybody, right? So it's it's, uh, it's a question of being patient and, and making sure there's a deal right for everyone.
0: Yeah, so and if that's a priority for you or your council or your government or for you as an individual elected official, then you need to make sure that you get the adequate resources working towards that. Mm-hmm. And w- is that a... F- I don't know. Is that a full-time staff member? Is that one or two counselors or a mayor and a counselor that are specifically going to go after building this relationship and really hone in on it?
1: And, and you're saying it's a big, important thing. You're you're saying like that's what we they should be doing right now.
0: You've got a nation inside of a nation, or mm-hmm. you've got nations inside mm-hmm. of nations. Like if we start looking at Mrs. Wait, right? Mm-hmm. You've got nations inside of nations trying to do what's right for their people. Whether you agree with one nation or the other nation, I'm not here to debate those merits. But you've got nations inside of nations trying to work together, trying to coexist. That's not an easy task. And so that takes resources and time and effort. And once a month meeting, once every two-month meeting, won't get a whole lot done. And then how much time will Squamish Nation get? They have their own things. Like you said, they have to get done. They've got developments. They've got part of part. They're part of LNG. They're part of everything that happens in this valley. Yeah. So if you're that busy, how busy are they? At least as busy as you, if not more. Yeah, exactly. And what's their capacity? I'm not sure.
1: Well, hopefully, everyone on both on all sides want to get together and have uh, build those relationships to get stuff done. Because uh, even though we're at capacity, I think a lot of the projects that were promised. Uh, needs, still needs to happen, and, and therefore, like there needs to be a lot of interagreements between between uh, governments. Now, one last thing—I don't know if you want to comment on this. I'm going to ambush you with this question, just because it's fun and I like ambushing you with crazy questions to get your wild opinions. Uh, election reform. Oh boy! Election reform. Um, this round, I'm anti.
0: I I I like the first past the post, and the reason I like it is if I don't like the government of today. Uh, in a couple of years, I can vote for a different government of the day and they can carry on a different torch in a different direction. I get why people are upset about it. Oh, 41% of the people only voted for them and they've got a majority. I get it. But what's the alternative? Making a deal with somebody who got 2% so they're the balance of power. They got 2% or 3% or 4% of the vote and they're the balance of power. We've got to make kind a deal. That's what's happening
1: right now with the NDP and the Greens, right?
0: Yeah, and now here's the... <sighs> I had this conversation with somebody last, last night. Um, I love Messenger. Um, <laughs> and um, But here's the other thing. Here's the other flip to that coin. Is Maybe it slows things down a little bit. So maybe with this explosive growth that we've seen in the lower mainland of BCC, this guy, maybe this type of governance system just cools things down a little bit, just slows things. But then, does it stay like that forever? So when you need things to happen, nothing happens because... No one can agree, or do you vote down the government every six months, <laughs> like do in Italy and yeah, and, and that, have another election? Like,
1: what, my, like my father's Italian. He was just like, we have these types of governments in Italy, and they fall all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so, so what, what, this like, is not a great idea. But then you have the 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 German, you know, with Merkel, who's been there forever. Although now she's leaving, but uh, you know, she's been voted out. But you know, so you have both sides of the coin in terms of stability. Yeah, but
0: I don't know that Germany is doing all that well today as they were. <laughs> that's for uh, other other issues, yeah, right? So um, my my only know, issue
1: with the with the, uh, the the proportionality is a lot of the key details were vote for it now, and then we'll tell you about those details after.
0: Yeah, well, that's everything. We and go.
1: okay, well, if you want me to vote on a system, I need those details. You can't just tell me. We're going to do this, but those fine details that actually make a difference in how these these decisions are made, we're going to hold that till after you say yes. And and so I, I like the idea. I just I need more information, I think. That's my brain anyway.
0: Yeah, and I think most people would agree they need more information. Um, and the other thing is, where is it on your list of priorities in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So is this the time to do this? You know, there was a deal with the parties to make this happen. That's part of the deal with keeping the NDP in power, right? Green and, and so and really, if you look at the last election, the Greens won more seats than they ever have. So, is the system we're using broken? That's the question. Right. You got more seats, and you got the balance of power with the first past the post system. So, likely your party's actually becoming a party, a viable party, or a viable option for a certain percentage of people. Mm-hmm. They've obviously put the funding and the time and effort in to develop enough of a policy platform that people can actually. Have some substance to read and get behind, so they did okay. And next election, they might do better. So you sort of have that. Hap- you have that happening anyway. But what I my concern is that you get these whatever fringe parties, and somehow they got a seat at the table, and they might be the balance of power.
1: Really, really, a lot, a lot of a lot of proportional people would disagree with you, and they'll come back at you with a different argument. But I, I see your point. I do. Whatever happened to banging
0: doors? Whatever. I mean, I remember I was, you know, like I said. First to admit, voted Jordan Sturdy, and he had a campaign office. I saw the cot in the corner, lay, sleeping on a cot. This is a grown man sleeping on a cot in his campaign office in Squamish to make sure his you-know-what's out of bed in the morning, mm-hmm. banging doors, mm-hmm. working to get the votes. That's what you're supposed to do. You're working for the people. And I think where people have lost this point, they Just let's just spend, you know, you look at in the U.S., and it's happening in Canada. Spending millions and millions of dollars on winning an election. Is that the people we really want representing us? Really? Is that really the people we want? Or do we want the person who's going to get up in the morning, get out there, go meet with you, talk the issues, get your opinion, and move forward? <laughs> it's so, The system we have is not broken. <laughs> it's really not broken.
1: It's also the most simple and, I think, most stable. But, again, that's my opinion and the yeah. opinion of other uh, political scientists I've talked to. But. Yeah, so... It's about what you want. When I did I did an interview with a couple of poli-sci uh, PhDs about this exact same thing. And it t- comes down to what you want in your system. And it comes down to what kind, like when you go buy a car, right? Do you want the the red coupe sports car or do you want the minivan? It depends what you want in, in your electoral system is what you're going to choose. At the end of the day, though, whatever someone chooses, if whoever, whatever choice they make, we're still all citizens, we're still all voters, and there's no point arguing that this person is an idiot for this or that. It's what you want in a system. It's your personal choice. So you're not right or wrong for whatever decision you want to take. I just want to be clear, because I've, I've seen a lot of vitriol get thrown right around, and this is what social media is great at. And so even though like I have my doubts about the personality, the way it's been presented, I like the notion. I just don't like the way it's been presented. And you're definitely first past the post at this point. By no means that you know this. Anybody else who chooses otherwise is, is stupid. <laughs> no, but I think that you gotta think
0: things like really through, sort of long term, because if once you go to PR, can you
1: ever get it back? Well, they well, said two years, and then they'll have another referendum. Yeah right. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah right. Well, you know how government works better than I do, I guess. <laughs> well, and if you have
0: the balance of power with a small party or a party that has way less seats than everyone else, but still has balance power. Are you getting it back? No. Right. So you'll never get it back. And I think the system we have right now is not broken. I think the last provincial election speaks volumes as to how effective it is. Like I said, three green MLAs, possibly more coming in the next election. I don't think it's, I really don't think it's broken. And you still have significant parties like the Conservative Party of BC, which, you know, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan party, and but the United Conservative Party in Alberta still exists. And I know they're not the same parties, province to province. However, they don't get seats at the table and they still exist and they have no seats at the table. So, and the Greens do. So the, it shows the system is not broken, mm-hmm. right? I think it's still quite effective. You just need to really focus your efforts and focus your resources in the right spots and get credible people running for you yeah, and who can support the policies that you're
1: you're putting forward. And I noticed with, with politics, it just, it's just my observation. I noticed with politics is that politicians don't they used to get your vote via honey they used to like well like, get my vote because of this if my vote I'm the best because And they'll go to everybody now it just seems about activating their base and it just seems like if, as long as my base gets out there and votes more than the other guy's base I'm gonna win and that's and that's where I think the mixed proportionality is where the idea is coming from
0: yeah i mean to see and that that's where I in my own opinion I completely disagree because I look at just the local election we just had And it was more than activating your base. Because if you look at the history of, like, Doug Race activated his base, but also got a whole bunch of votes from somewhere,
1: right? Well, he had the other, all the other, all the other counselors were, or all the other candidates were campaigning for him to get there, right? So, but that's what I'm I'm saying. He really didn't have to do anything. So then you had Eric Anderson,
0: who's run a number of times before. Look at his numbers from before. Now look at his numbers this time, Mm. right? Did he activate his base? No, Eric's worked diligently. And I know people out there are surprised he got elected. I'm not surprised at all. He worked hard. He works and we've been working hard for many, many years. Yeah. Trying to get things done and getting things done. So, did he activate his base? Yeah, he did. Plus some. Jenna Stoner, she's not a, you know, what you would consider quote-unquote, like, well-known name in town. Like, she's been here a few years, but she's been active in a number of organizations. But the reality is she got a lot of votes from what I don't think is her quote-unquote base. Mm-hmm. But she did a heck of a job in the campaign well spoken smart articulate thoughtful like she nailed it so there you go did you activate your base maybe chris pettengill the same
1: well i would say municipal level is a bit different you don't have parties right
0: same in provincial level that's why
1: you have these fringe
0: cusp voters they go back and forth marcus i've been federally back and forth i've spoiled more ballots federally than i've ever vote cast. <laughs> Because uh, well, there's n- the ca- local candidate just isn't, I don't think, qualified for the job. Mm-hmm. They've just been put forward by the party, and I'm not supporting that. And then I've, I've always floated back between conservative and liberal, conservative and liberal, depending on the candidate. Solely on the candidate. And uh, because when I pick up the phone or email you, are you going to answer? Or are you going to have a staffer get a hold of me or whatever and, and answer my question? I don't have a every day, but there are some major issues and issues that come up that I want to know the answers to. Mm-hmm.
1: And I expect... Well, wow. I think you're in the minority, good sir. Anything else you wanna do you wanna get off your chest before we wrap it up here?
0: I think that's it. I just uh, I really hope for well, I mean I'm not so concerned with Area D because we have Tony Rainbow there. He's been there. Uh, this is his second term. He's well versed in what his job is, and I think he does a good job. So we're we're in, we're in fine shape where I'm living. But I just really hope that this uh, these counselors in Squamish really you know really hold Karen uh, Mayor Elliott accountable for what they want to get done and what they need to get done. And I'm a little leery at that, not to say that it has anything really to do with maybe Karen's personality, but you said you were going to set out on a mission to achieve a few things, at least in your first term. And I already see a lot of them signing. oh, chair of this committee and chair of that committee. And they're falling right into the groove. And you like to think that some of them sit on the edge of that groove and, and can try and get a few of these things done or a few of their you know their vision visionary items done. But we'll see how this all washes out. But I really hope for their sake that they, they really hold true to what they said in those campaigns and that they vet themselves or, or check back with themselves to have their list and check back on themselves every month, every two months ago. Am I achieving or am I getting any traction in, in some of the things I set up to do. Well,
1: I'm sure you're going to keep them um, on their toes. Because well, we'll, we'll keep doing these podcasts and you're going to keep making sure that they, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing.
0: Like I said, Marcus, I can see if they're on Messenger or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few of them that have got late night messages from me. Um, not necessarily um, maybe uh, when they wanted them or the questions <laughs> they wanted. But you know what? At the end of the day, they took the job. And I need to get things done in my life too. So.
1: Exactly. Thanks again for joining for another Get Mode. Thanks, Marcus. On the Sea Sky Podcast.
0: This is the Sea to Sky Podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website
1: at seatoskypodcast or on Facebook and Twitter at Sea to Sky Podcast. Thank you for clicking us on.